0: Welcome to the Life After Life podcast, where we explore our soul's physical and non-physical journey. I'm Majana. Let's discuss angels, guides, and loved ones from the other side. And we're back. Thank you for joining us. We ended the previous podcast talking about soul contracts. So let's pick up there. Why? Why in the world would a soul, an infinite, limitless, love-based soul, ever want to leave all of that and come down here to have a very limited experience?
1: We are crazier than we give ourselves
0: credit for. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. And if you weren't with us last time, that deeper voice on here is Thomas Miller.
1: Hello. Hello. <laughs>
0: He also has... um,
1: Still trying to figure out my own craziness.
0: Oh, aren't we all? (laughs) That's part of the fun of it. So Thomas has a podcast as well, Subconscious Mind Mastery, and it is as deep and mysterious as it sounds.
1: And Fun Astrology, if you want to explore the Neptunian side of my existence.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Both great podcasts, yes. So um, they are also... Well, wherever you found this, you can find those. <laughs>
1: we're trying to get these all over everywhere.
0: Yes, plastering
1: we are. them across the internet. Yes.
0: So, by the me- way,
1: we're on YouTube as well. All these right, we're on YouTube, so get and them everywhere.
0: Videos will be coming to YouTube soon, as well as the podcast.
1: Well, that's yeah, videos in addition, but the podcast has been converted to a video, so you can catch the podcast on YouTube as well.
0: Nice. Kind of cool. Yeah. So let me preface, I guess, all of this with my, maybe my disclaimer. (laughs) When I'm making statements, these are based on my experience. Personal conversations that I have with friends and loved ones and people that I don't know that have crossed over And they communicate with me and oftentimes are gracious enough to answer my questions about, hey, what's it like over there anyway? So I kind of piece that together and share that with you. And then when we're talking about the biggest, you know, the grand scope of things and spirit guides and angels and soulmates and so forth, I am very, very aware that these are my experiences and you may or may not share those experiences. And you may have others that I don't have. And the conclusions that I've come to through all of these years of trying to figure out what is this is that we are in this human form so limited that we cannot possibly understand all of the intricacies. I don't think we're supposed to quite honestly. So when I'm hearing somebody else's experience and maybe it's something that I have never experienced and makes me kind of go, hmm, I have to believe that that that's, that's their experience and it's not right or wrong just because it's not mine. I think that there's just too many avenues for one person to experience everything. So through these podcasts, I will share with you my insights, my thoughts, my feelings and my experiences and I am not trying to convince you of anything. What resonates with you, you are welcome to share. If it doesn't, you're welcome to reject. <laughs> These are my experiences.
1: Before you go back to the soul contract part, when you say that you hear on the other side, what is that like? Can you describe what you're perceiving?
0: When it's my The best time is when it's just a very clear person, uh, a person that presents and is talking to me then that's, that's easy.
1: Now, are you hearing this? Yes. And are you really audibly? I mean, it's, it's very much there.
0: Right. Yes. Yes. It's there.
1: Not just a feeling.
0: Um, no, it's usually, you know, it's very interesting because different, I don't, this is where I don't know. And and by the way, I will tell you if I just don't know something, (laughs) um, I don't, I, d- I don't know why some spirits come through and they're more clear than others, both visually and auditorily. So sometimes it's very, very clear. My mom is really good at getting my attention. If somebody's talking to me and I'm ignoring them on the other side, she comes through and is Majana. And it's like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Moms know,
1: will be mom.
0: You know, yeah, it's that tone that you didn't like hearing as a child either. But it gets my attention. So sometimes it's very, very clear what is being said. And sometimes it's not as clear. It's more symbolic. There might be, um, it's like showing me objects. I don't know why sometimes it's more verbal than others and sometimes open to interpretation because it's not as verbal or I can't hear them as clearly. And then other times it's, you know, that that saying that, there's a veil that separates the worlds. That is truly the most accurate description that I can think of. And sometimes it truly is thin. And it's kind of like being on the edge of a party, a cocktail party, and you hear all the conversations at once and you just would like it to not be so loud, but there's no volume control.
1: (laughs) I guess a good description of this. The other day we, I was recording some stuff. I was recording some webinars And I had two computers recording two different people talking. And on one webinar, there were two people talking. So it was really three people talking. And she said that's sometimes how it sounds.
0: Right. Yeah, it is. It's like you just hear many conversations or multiple conversations. And it's hard to filter them out or discern what any one of them is. Unless somebody really wants my attention and then they get it.
1: And you see them. So there's the the visual element as well.
0: Yes. Right. And and it is possible that I sometimes I'll hear them and not see them. So, you know, it's it's just it's just not a cut and dried thing. There's so many factors and I don't know what those factors are. I just know how they come across.
1: Well, you mentioned in the last podcast that you know, that was normal to you. That was the marker. And I guess like for somebody who's colorblind, who doesn't know the color red, and we know the color red, and yet it's all a matter of perception, but that you didn't know that, that, that the rest of society, we normal people, don't see these things, <laughs> you know, but lot. to you, I mean, your reality was that it's all around and it's just part of the existence of, of your existence that you can connect with. It's, it's fascinating to me. Just fascinating. <laughs> Love it.
0: Well, I hope y'all love it too. And I'm excited that you're joining us. So when we're talking about taking our whole infinite selves and squeezing into a human body, we do this to experience things that you can't experience if you don't have a body. You have to have a body to have senses and be able to feel things and to experience the law of polarity. We are so based in love that if you're not experiencing the earth person, the human part, then you can't experience the opposite of love. So that law of polarity is a huge piece of being here on earth. My mom made her transition 22 years ago, and she came through to tell my daughter one time in the midst of a pity party, and she used to throw great pity parties, Mom came in and told her to stop it. She she said, there are souls lined up up here waiting to come down there and have a human experience. So just stop it and be joyful and love. She was actually, my daughter was taking on somebody else's problem. So again, so that's one of my sources. My mom comes and gives me all kinds of good information. So when we come in here with a soul contract, which you have a contract with all the major people in your life, certainly with all your family members. And that contract is to play a certain role. If you're a parent, you have an obligation to parent your child. So what's in the parameter of parenting, right? Teaching safety, you know, keeping them safe, providing them with all of their their needs when, until they're old enough to provide for themselves and steering them on that soul growth path. And the best time is if you are aware enough to realize they do have their own path and you're simply guiding them. You're not supposed to be, you know, we don't have a bullwhip and we're cracking that to keep them on the straight and narrow because all of our paths are very windy and curvy. So all we're really doing is guiding them and, being there for them as they learn their lessons. Now, sometimes those lessons are very challenging, and there's also really great lessons. One very, very simple lesson that my mom taught me, and I did not know it until after she had died, was to just really appreciate the simple things in life. And she was beautiful at that. And so I didn't know until when actually we were writing her obituary. And I realized that, that I notice simple things and I just love them. I mean, I'll, you know, that stop and smell the roses thing. Absolutely. But it might just be a little stained glass window or, you know, whatever, a bird. Today I saw a scissor tail. (laughs) I haven't seen one of those in so long. And I literally stopped and had to watch it. So just the cool little things that sometimes we overlook. And then we also have huge soul contracts. You know those things in your life that uh, are so painful and so persistent, and you feel like you just keep running into a wall over and over. It can show up in any aspect of your life. You know, maybe you left a job because you, that, you know, what does it matter with this boss? This person just is irrational and have all these issues with that, with that boss. And you leave that job and get another job that you're really excited about. And guess what? There's that same quality in that boss. So there are those, those lessons that you just keep running up against and you get to do that until you learn your lessons. So a lot of people can maybe pitch in to help you learn those lessons but I think those deepest lessons that maybe you both need to use to learn are in those soul contracts. One of my daughters was in middle school. And any while well, we've all either been there, are there, have kids there, or can empathize with someone, that is the hardest age, I think, to go through. And boy, when this girl hit oh, 13 years old, it was nearly from the her, the day she turned 13 to the day she turned 14 was the hardest year of my life and i thought we could not both make it through that if she didn't kill me i was going to take her out but <laughs> but we did and we we had some really great conversations and a pivotal moment in that was when i said a prayer of release. I said I don't know what this child needs from me right now. I don't know how to be the parent that she needs. So please let me be a conduit. Provide me with the words to it, that she needs to hear because I don't know. And you know, miracles happen all the time. And this child who gosh, had was so closed off came in like and was Because of that prayer, truly, I don't remember a lot of the conversation. I do remember saying to her, I have to believe this is a life lesson. This is one of our contract issues here because it's so deep and it's so painful. And it's not your fault. And it's not my fault. And I remember when I said that and said, you know, no one's to blame. I saw her literally relax I don't think either of us knew how tense she was, but her shoulders dropped and her, oh gosh, her whole body relaxed, even her facial muscles. And I said, it's not about right or wrong. This is just a lesson that we need to get through together. Now we already made that decision. That's our soul contract. You chose me to be your mom. I chose you to be my daughter. So we agreed to do this. We're going to have to do it what we do get to choose is how we do it. We can either go through this kicking and screaming and fighting each other and making it miserable, or we can look at each other and say, wow, this is really awful, but I love you, so let's do it together. And that truly was a pivotal moment in our relationship during that time. And in hindsight, we can talk about some of those issues that she did and did not learn in that moment and that I did and did not learn, and we got to revisit those later. But That's what the soul contracts are all about. Loving each other on a soul level so much that you can be in each other's face and help learn, help your soul experience and grow because it's all about becoming better and better and better and stronger, and a better creator, and finding your way back to love. So from a soul perspective, this is all a journey. We're here together to work it out. And I hope this makes a little more clarity, and a little more sense, maybe. You know what? We would love to hear from you. Questions, your experiences, anything that you have to offer. You can get a hold of us at Majana. that's M-A-J-O-N-A, at lifeafterliferadio.com. And we will catch you on the next podcast. Have a great day. Namaste.